Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Chapter 7. A week later. I guess we don't find out if she was fitting to beat a bitch ass. Because they go straight to a week later. So maybe her mom finally followed through on the threat that every parent has said, well, not every parent, because I haven't said it to my kids, but every parent from children of the 80s would say, I will knock you in the next week. My dad said that to me so much that I just wanted to see what next week looked like. Shit. Can a nigga know? Like, can you help a brother out? Like, I want to know the lotto numbers. I want to know who wins these games. Can you knock a nigga in the next week and then knock me back? Like, do you have that power? Are you Dr. Strange? Can you help me out real quick? I just want to see if me and this girl are going to be together next week. That's all I'm concerned about. I don't want to jump into a relationship if I know it ain't going to last. Just knock a nigga into two days forward. I just want to know if there's still leftovers. If not, I'm going to eat all this right now. And if I eat all this right now, that's the reason why there's no leftovers in two days. But at least then I'll know. You're lucky she's not going to press charges, Nishana. Rashida, one of the prosecutors who offered me a deal, said as she shook her head. What will make you do something like that anyway? She pressed my buttons. She threatened to take full custody away from me. I barely see my son as is, so I guess she knocked her mom in the next week. Well, it looks like that's going to happen now, Nishana. Look, I'm going to mandate you also enroll in anger management as a part of your plea deal. Attacking your mother was totally uncalled for. What? Come on. I just got out and my mom was already harassing me over some bullshit. This ain't right. Nishana, there's a lot about life you won't like, but that doesn't give you the right to put your hands on anyone. Now look, either enroll in the anger management class or go to prison, and we'll revoke the plea deal. On that note, I said what I said, and now I'm done, Rashida declared as she stood up from her seat and made her way over to her office door. I exhaled and shook my head. This was some bullshit for real, for real. It was Thursday morning and I was sitting inside of Rashida's office. Ironically, I was supposed to be meeting with Mr. Baines' nasty ass in a few hours. After I pretty much beat my mama's ass for talking cash money shit, unfortunately, I got locked up. Again. This time, though, I got out within a few hours. My mama decided not to press charges against me for assaulting her. Prosecutors told her I had a plea deal and that if she pressed charges, I was going straight to prison. Guess the hypocritical bitch felt sorry enough for me to spare me hard prison time. 
Yeah, so I put my hands on my own mama. I don't give a fuck. I felt like I was defending myself. I mean, how the fuck you just gonna show up to my shit and try and go ham on me over some goofy ass shit you don't know nothing about? So what, Kiara's stupid ass mama came into her inbox talking about I got her daughter caught up. Bitch, your daughter's grown. You hear me? Fucking grown. Damn, you use this word a lot. Like the ablest slurs, like... Okay. Bitch grown enough to pop out five kids from four different niggas. Was she caught the fuck up then? But all of a sudden, the bitch want to act like she don't know what the fuck she was getting herself into. And now I was the one getting blamed for her getting locked up now. And now I was the one getting blamed for getting her locked up now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Fuck that. That raggedy bitch made her own decisions. So she got to deal with them. Her mama just mad because her broke ass didn't have them funds to get her stupid ass daughter bonded the fuck out. And now she wanted to go cry to my mama talking about I ruined her life. The fuck? Really? It was weird as hell Kiara's mama would even slide into my mama's Facebook inbox like that anyway. Because my mama don't even know that bitch like that. And I only met Kiara's mama once. I think that bitch must be on the pipe too. Because only a base head ass dumb bitch would do some silly shit like that. Anyways. So Kiara didn't get out when she cut a deal on um Nishana? Okay. Rashida gave me a call this morning and demanded I come down to her office to speak to her about what happened between me and my mother. And here I was, trying to justify my behavior. Self-defense. Bitch should have never ran up on me like that with that bullshit. Right, 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 right. Rashida's the light-skinned um, prosecutor who looks like Janae Aiko. Okay. Now, what was really pissed me the fuck off was that now this Rashida hoe was trying to ding me for sticking up for myself. She didn't even want to really hear my side. Said there was no point since nothing justified me putting my hands on the bitch. Fine then, I replied. Fuck it. I had to do what I gotta do, because at the end of the day, I still refuse to go to prison. I stood up, and just as I was about to make my way out the door, Rashida said, You're supposed to be going to meet up with your P.O., right? Mr. Baines. Yeah, speaking of which, Rashida quickly interrupted me by saying, Well, he's on sick leave. He had a heart attack. I froze in shock for a second. Oh, wow. How you know? I bet he's her father. I bet. I bet. I called the PO's office this morning to check to see if you had started submitting your community service hours. And I also wanted to see if you had been faxing over your job search history. I raised an eyebrow. But it's been just a week, though. Damn. Was she being for real right now? Like, for real? A bitch just got out and you was already checking for me hard like this? It doesn't matter. And here's what you're going to do, though. You're going to take it behind straight down to Apostolistic so you can meet with the community service coordinator. His name is Kavan. He and I have already talked. He's expecting you within two hours. What about my PO appointment, though? I had them change your scheduled PO meetings. You're coming back tomorrow to meet with Miss Hairston. She's a lot more thorough than Mr. Baines. I was going to be in that request for you to change POs anyway. I was going to be in that request for you to change. What the fuck? I was going to be in that request for you to change POs anyway. Hi, Quan. I think you need someone who's going to be more stern with you. I shook my head and rolled my eyes to the dusty office ceiling. Just like that, I wish the nigga didn't have a heart attack. 
Yeah, he was a creep, but now this Miss Hairston bitch sound like she was going to be worse. This is just a lot. Damn, no wonder people be going back to jail. Shit. Exactly. And if you don't get your act straight, you're going to be there with them. Now, please get out of my office. Stay out of trouble. Do your damn requirements and try and live a normal life. It's not that hard, sis. Ugh. I wanted to wrap my hands around this mixed bitch's throat. And just the way she said sis had me ready to cuss her the fuck out. If this bitch didn't have my freedom in the palm of her hands, I would have decked this blazing hoe in her fucking throat. I fake smiled as I made my way to the door. Thank you, sis. I'll check in with you later, I replied with sarcasm as I strolled out. Rashida slammed the door behind me. Fucking bitch. I grumbled under my breath as I headed out the Cook County Prosecutor's Office and back to my car. Hi, I'm here to meet with Mr. Kavon, I said to the church receptionist. I had just walked through the doors of the Apostolic Missionary Baptist Church. It was one of the largest churches on the south side. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the church my raggedy-ass mama go to. The older black woman receptionist, who had a small gray afro paired with her dark skin, glanced up at me. And you are? she asked. My bad. My name is Nashana Spearman. I'm supposed to be doing community service here. Oh, yes. I believe Pastor Wilkins did say he was expecting an appointment. He's also one of our youth pastors. Follow me, she said as she stood up from her desk and walked over to me. I'm Deborah, by the way. I'm one of the church secretaries. She reached her hand out and I shook it. Nice to meet you, Deborah. What brings you down to apostolic? Are you a member? She said as she escorted me down the hallway. The front of the church had a massive office wing. I never knew church could be this big. For a second, I thought I was in some building in downtown. Like a law office or some shit. I gotta do community service for my probation requirement, I said unapologetically. I knew she was gonna judge me, but hey, I didn't give a fuck. I was just down here to do my service and that was it. I didn't really believe in God or Jesus like that, truth be told. Praying and none of that shit ever worked in my opinion. Oh, she then went silent and didn't say another word until we arrived at Kevon or Pastor Wilkins' office. She knocked. Come in, a male voice said from the other side. We walked into the huge office, but as soon as my eyes landed on the pastor, a bitch fell instantaneously in love. Are you Nishana? Pastor Kavan said as he got up from his big leather office chair. I gulped, taking in this nigga's overwhelming sexiness. He was tall and built like he was ready to make NBA's first draft. What the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? His skin was dark cocoa like Ethiopian coffee beans. This fine-ass nigga had Pacific Ocean waves roaring in his head. A light beard adorned his chiseled brown face. The moment he opened his mouth, I saw the straightest, whitest teeth I had ever seen on a man. He was dressed in a three-piece Italian gray suit with matching gaiters. Nigga looked like a mafioso or some shit. He walked up to me and extended his hand. I shook it slowly. I wanted to feel those hands. You could tell a lot by a nigga just by his hands. They weren't too soft, but not too hard like he did hard labor. I could tell this nigga worked out at least five to six times a day. My God, this nigga now had me a believer. Believer that he probably had a big ass thick dick hanging from between his legs. 
Nice to meet you, I said and smiled. My eyes were unblinking as they attached to this man's sexy-ass face. Have a seat. I'll take it from here, Deborah, he said to the church receptionist. Well, we welcome you to our sanctuary, Miss Spearman. Be blessed, she said, and walked out of the office, closing the door. I sat down in the seat in front of his big oak desk. He took a seat, cleared his throat, and rummaged through a manila folder in front of him. He was quiet as he read through, I guess, some paperwork that had been sent over to him. While he kept his eyes locked on the paperwork in front of him, I scanned his office while the smell of his cologne wafted in the air. That shit was driving me insane. Bitch, my pussy was getting so damn wet just smelling him. I was literally to the point where I was going to have to excuse myself and check on my kitty. So, Miss Spearman, Pastor Kavan uttered and then cleared his throat. <clears> Three <throat> hundred hours is what you have to give us. We have multiple functions around the church. We have a pantry, a daycare, several mentoring programs. Although I know you're doing this as a service requirement for probation, we might still have to background check you since you may end up volunteering with some of our babies. I have to check with Pastor Williams to see what... Suddenly, Pastor Kavan was caught off guard by two knocks on the door. It's open. Come in. The office door opened. Pastor Wilkins, just the man I want to see. Hey, Pastor Wilson, I'll just mention it to you. What? I, I don't, I don't know. Chapter 8. Oh, what were y'all talking about? Pastor Wilson asked in a deep, heavy, semi-country accent. I turned around in my seat and looked at the man. I'd seen his face before from somewhere. I just couldn't remember. Hmm. I had to think about this one for a sec. He glanced down at me with a huge smile stretched across his dark brown face. And who are you, young lady? He asked. Hi, my is Nishana, Nishana Spearman. Pastor Kavan cleared his throat and said, Pastor Wilson, Nishana here is going to be doing some community service with us. Pastor Wilson let out a slight snicker. Oh, really? You a college student or something? He asked with a huge smile on his face. This nigga reminded me just like that nigga who played the bishop on the show Greenleaf. This nigga reminded me just like that nigga that played the bishop on the show Greenleaf. He was tall like a tree with somewhat heavy build, like he probably played football back in high school. He was wearing a dark gray pinstripe suit that hugged his stick frame well. Damn, he probably did really work out though. Shit, but as I took a good look at him, I couldn't lie. And don't judge me for saying this, but for an old nigga, Pastor Wilson did look pretty good, I guess. He had silver wavy hair that connected to a well-trimmed beard that was the same color. I couldn't tell how old he was. Maybe 65? 70? Eh. He was definitely somebody's granddaddy. But, ew, the old bitch can have his ass. Not I. Bitch, I ain't trying to get worms. Nigga probably got to pop a whole bottle of Viagra, too. Nuh-uh. Fuck that. Nigga might die inside this pussy. I quickly looked down at his wrist. I swear to God, this man had on a $50,000 Rolex. They make $50,000 Rolexes? Why? Why? You got a, you got the time on your phone. $50,000? Ew. 
had to be with the way that motherfucker glistened in my eyes. Trust me, if there was thing new, 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 if there was thing new, 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 it was jewelry. Yep, this was exactly where all you dumb bitches money was going, straight to his wardrobe. I bet this nigga even got a Benz parked out front. Probably a Bentley. Probably live in some stupid ass mansion out in the Burbs. Or probably somewhere in one of them big ass houses in Kenwood next to the Obamas and Farrakhan. Then it hit me. Yep. I knew where I seen this nigga before. I just saw his ass on a billboard on the 47th Street bus. I think he was running for mayor. Yep, that was him. Anyways, no sir, I, um, I'm doing this because I'm on probation, I answered. Awkward silence suddenly filled the room. I slightly smiled out of slight embarrassment. I mean, truth be told, it was kind of embarrassing I was having to explain to people why I had to do community service. But hey, it was whatever. Shit, truth be told, I probably wasn't the first one to come down here to do community service either. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm glad you chose apostolic to do your requirement, he said as he looked me up and down. He paused for a moment and then said, shoot. We might have to use your hours to work out our members. You look like you're in pretty good shape, young lady. Hmm. Yeah, there we go. I knew it. Typical man. See, I just knew from the moment this nigga walked in, I could tell he was going to eventually be on some fuck shit. All men be on bullshit, regardless of who they are. Pastor or dope boy, all men love pussy. Especially good-looking young pussy. No man is excluded unless he gay. I'll be flattered by his comment to an extent. I had that type of bedazzling effect regardless of where I went. Granted, because I was a dancer, I had to keep myself in shape. Aside from my looks, I guess just from the way I walked, talked, and even carried myself, men just knew I was on some low-key nasty hoe shit. Like, why lie? I dance and occasionally fuck niggas and make ends meet. Should shrug. What the fuck? Should shrug. Shoulder shrug? Should shrug? I don't know. I swear, I could go around without makeup and weave and even wear a fucking Felicia the Crackhead outfit and niggas will always still try to find a way to how to shoot they shot. Try to find a way how to shoot they shot. You didn't have to put how there. That's what's throwing me off. And even wear a fucking Felicia the Crackhead outfit and niggas will always still find a way to shoot they shot. You'd have to put how there. Okay, also, was Felicia a crackhead? And I'm thinking about the sister from Friday, uh, Nia Long's sister on Friday. Was she a crackhead or was she just dingy? Like, I don't know. I don't know, because Debo, I don't know. Yeah, I try my best to stay in shape. I can tell, he continued. Then he looked at Pastor Kavana and said, Can you and I have a word in private for a second? Sure, Pastor. Pastor Kavan then looked at me and said, I'm going to step outside with the pastor for a second. Just give us a few minutes. I won't be long, Pastor Wilson said as he gawked at me with a smile. No worries. I ain't got nowhere else to go, I said. Thank you. Pastor Kavan and Pastor Wilson exited the office. As soon as the door closed, I pulled out my cell phone and shot Jessica a text. I told her I was going to hit her line when I got out of here. About five or six minutes later, both men strolled back in. Pastor Wilson stood next to me, looked down at me and asked, So, Miss Spearman, do you know who I am? What I'm doing? 
Eh, I think. You're running for mayor, right? I said curiously. Yep, we just launched the campaign a day ago. Right now, I'm looking for volunteers. Now, although you are supposed to be technically volunteering for the church, which is a registered 501c3 organization, we're going to finagle some things a bit so we can use your hours for the campaign. How does that sound? I thought for a second. This shit sounded kind of shady. But why was I not surprised? Is this legal? I mean, can I do this? I think I should talk to my PO about this. No, no, no. No need to do that. We'll coordinate everything with Rashida. She's on board. She's a good friend to the church. We'll even give you a stipend too, Pastor Kavan interjected. We'll pay you about 400 a week in cash. How does that sound? This was weird as fuck, but I guess it sounded pretty legit. Okay, I said, slightly shrugging my shoulders. So y'all gonna have me volunteer on the campaign, and y'all gonna pay me $400 a week? In cash? I don't know, I mean, this don't... I mean, look, if you aren't comfortable, young sister, we understand. We just thought you might need the financial assistance, Pastor Wilson explained. You could just stick with working in the pantry. Okay. I'll go ahead and do this then. Great, Pastor Wilson exclaimed. Chapter 9. After I pretty much agreed to be a paid volunteer on Pastor Wilson's campaign for mayor, I spent the rest of my day at the church getting a tour of the facility. The church owned a vacant building next door and was using it as his campaign headquarters. That was where I was going to be doing most of my volunteering. Pastor Wilson told me I was going to be doing everything. Passing out flyers, circulating petitions, making phone calls, etc. I had no idea what any of that meant, but he said they would train me. Pastor also said that I was going to be meeting with the campaign manager next week, and from there, I would need to hit the ground running. I wasn't expecting all this, really. Shit. I also still need to get a job, like, ASAP. But then, they were going to pay me $400 a week. I was only going to be technically volunteering 10 hours a week too, which was crazy. $40 an hour just to pass out flyers. So, I probably could still look for another job in the meantime. By now, I had made it back to my crib. A bitch was starving. I ordered a pizza from Italian Fiesta and was waiting for them to come. That has to be a real place, because ain't no way you making up a name like Italian Fiesta. Italian word... And then Spanish word, Italian Fiesta. I'm going to look. Yep, Italian Fiesta Pizzeria. Got one on 47th Street if y'all live in Chicago. I was laying in my bed watching TV when my phone started to ring. It was Jessica. What's up, bitch? I was just about to call your ass, I answered. Girl, you won't believe who I just ran into. Who? Fucking Kiara. Guess she finally bailed the fuck out. Where you see her scary ass at? Bitch, at Walgreens. And guess what? Her ass straight spilling all types of tea about you. Said you was a motherfucking liar. Said you had told her that she was going to drug that man and take off with his money. I mean, she went on and on. Bitch, is she telling everyone your business? I gasped. Bitch, what? I know you fucking lying. Ooh, I swear to God. Yo, look, bitch. If I see her ass in the streets, it's motherfucking cracking. I swear to God. Now, I knew Kiara's ass wasn't that bold. She a motherfucking lie. Ain't nobody was going to drug Daryl. I was just going to give him sleeping pills and then was going to take off with his credit cards and shit. That's drugging him. And robbing him, so she ain't no liar. Anyhow, 
ugh. These bitches ain't built worth a damn nowadays. See, this is exactly how bitches get fucked up. Now she was crossing the line all the way. That was some straight up pussy shit, like for real. Any other day, a pussy hoe would get straight murdered for running her mouth like this. What the fuck was Kiara thinking? She knew better. Girl, what you gonna do? You can't put your hands on her, Jessica said. She was right. Ugh. Bitch, I got a nan to protect. She got me fucked up. Like, she gonna make me lose my shits off her... G-O-O-F-A-Z-Z. She gonna make me lose my shits off her goof ass. I can't even think about this shit right now. By now, I was shaking with anger. Like, something was in me to hop my ride. Hop my ride and slide up on that pussy hoe. Girl, just relax. Ain't no one taking her snitching ass serious any damn way. But still, you know what? You right, though. She a stupid little hoe anyway. Bitch can't even dance. Her bad body self. I'll calm down for a sec. Anyways, girl, so let me tell you about this pastor who I'm going to be working for. Girl, I was just finna say, Chile, Jessica interrupted. Bitch, I got this old nigga running me straight stacks. Really? I wonder if he's like the nigga I'm going to be working for. Pastor Wilson is his name. Suddenly, I could hear Jessica get silent. You still there? Wait, bitch, hold up. You going to be working down at Apostolic? Yeah. I thought for a second. Wait, don't tell me you fucking that nigga, girl. He running for mayor. Ugh, yes, I know. Wait, this nigga's a pastor. Like, he runs a whole ass church. He's cheating on his wife with you? Girl, fuck yeah. And we've been fucking for the last three months. I was gonna tell you, but you know, we have been beefing and whatnot. How in the fuck you even meet old dude? This shit's crazy as fuck, G. This is mind-blowing. Here I was thinking I was tripping about this man. When we first met, I kind of got that slimy feeling from him that he was that type of nigga. But then I just wrote it off as my own paranoia. Hoes like me swear every nigga out here is always on the hunt for some pussy. After hours of talking to the man, he seemed cool and my weird vibe about him went away. He talked about his campaign, talked about how he was going to do this and that. Most of it went over my head. So after that, I pretty much was like, let me get these hours and money and move the fuck on. But now hearing Jessica tell me she was fucking this nigga was off the motherfucking chain. Like, I didn't see this shit coming at all. Girl, I ain't even gonna start on that. That's a long story. Just know the nigga's nasty as hell. I ain't gonna tell a soul though. He been breaking me off right. Oh my fucking God, this shit is crazy. I mean, he old as fuck. How old is he? How his body look? He got a big dick? Girl, he's 71, about to turn 72 in a month. His body aight, but he's old. Got taco meat on his chest and shit. His balls be drooping damn near to his kneecaps. But girl, his dick is gigantic. Like the size of a baseball bat. Ew, bitch. I'm about to throw the fuck up. His dick really that big, though? <laughs> I clutched the fuck out of my chest. Bitch, yes. I know it sounds nasty, but I didn't mind. I mean, shit. His dick better than some of these other trash dick niggas out here. I'll tell you that. Can he fuck? Where the fuck y'all even be meeting up at? Girl, yes. And eat pussy. Ass too. Girl, that nigga's just a freak. Shit. But wait. You didn't answer my other question. Oh. Yeah. 
Girl, we meet up in different spots. He usually texts me a place to meet up here and there. Sometimes it'd be a regular-ass motel. Sometimes a hotel in downtown. All over, really. He don't like to stay in one spot. Damn, his wife, though. That's so fucked up. And this nigga's supposed to be a pastor. A damn shame, I said, shaking my head. Girl, he talks so much shit about her, too. Talking about they ain't had sex in almost 20 years. Said the bitch smelled like bacon and fish all the time. Oh, God, no. That's horrible. Tell me about it. But, hey, it is what it is. Bitch, two hours of letting him do what he wanted to do is how I was able to pay off Marquise's daycare for the rest of the year. And now I'm about to finally open up my catering business. Consistently good. Gotta get me startup funds from somewhere, little hoe. Shit, G, put me on. Girl, bye. He my nigga. Find your own. You already took my other man, Jessica replied laughing, but I knew she was somewhat serious. I playfully smacked my teeth. Yeah, I don't want to share another nigga anymore anyway. Especially an old nigga. I got my eyes on Kavan, though. Girl, he gay. Bitch, no, stop it. Chapter 10 A month passed. It was a Wednesday, mid-morning, and I was sitting inside the Wilson for Mayor headquarters. So far, volunteering down here had been a breeze. Mr. Garrison, the campaign manager, had me making phone calls to people, asking them to come out to rallies and community meetings. I had been going to my PO meetings with no issues. Pastor Wilson even had one of his assistants to help me look for a job. Now, I was working part-time as a call center representative for a hospital. Although I was working part-time, I couldn't complain. The pay was decent. I was making 30 an hour. Things seemed normal for me now. Truthfully, I did miss a large amount of fast money I used to make dancing. Now, I wasn't able to buy the things I used to get all the time. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought of how the trade-off was worth it. I was getting tired of the club anyway. Management was always on some shady shit. The niggas used to come up in there was always fucking disrespectful. And then, as y'all knew, I was fucking random ass niggas here and there to make extra cash. Honestly, I couldn't believe I let myself get that far. The more I thought about it, the more I realized mama was right to an extent. Granted, I still hated that bitch. But I guess she didn't want me going down the same road as she did. So, to a degree, I could respect how she felt about the shit I used to do. This is the part of the book where, just like in Old Thought Next Door, she started saying, I'm not going to be a thought no more. And she started going to church and hallelujahing her way out of everything. That's where we are right now. Speaking of which, my mama was adamant about getting full custody of my son. I didn't know how I felt about that, honestly. Deep down, I knew I was a bad mother. I had my son during a time when I had so much going on. That shit my mama said about me being the reason why I caused Quay's severe autism really broke me. Also, it's likely not true. According to this that I'm reading, there are no known causes for the autism spectrum disorder. But genetics and environmental factors may play a role. Uh, environmental factors are things such as uh, the researchers are evaluating whether air pollutants, Medication, viral infection, or complication during pregnancy may lead to this disorder. Um, and then genetics. Uh, certain gene mutations might cause ASD. Some genetic mutations could be inherited. Genetic disorders such as Rett syndrome or Fragile X syndrome could also be a cause. 
few genes may affect development of brain cells. So, yeah, no. When I was pregnant with him, I admit, I was still doing dumb shit like smoking and drinking from time to time. I started to notice around the age of two that something was wrong with him. He never talked. Never even smiled. He was always to himself. He only played with the toys I bought him. I knew something was wrong with him, but I didn't want to admit it. I just ignored it until one of his babysitters brought up his issues one day. My auntie Carolyn, my mama's sister, took me and Quay down to a speech pathologist to get Quay tested for learning disabilities. That was when we found out he was on the autism spectrum. The doctor said he was far on the spectrum too. So, for the most part, Quay would need help for the rest of his life. About a year ago, my mama and I started beefing about money. I lent her a thousand so she could put a down payment on a car. She said she was going to pay me back, but she never did. When I kept pressing her about the issue, that was when she busted out with some, I'm your mama. I did so much for you as a child that I don't need to pay you back bullshit. And knew it was bullshit since she was a crackhead for most of my childhood. She cared more for the rock and for the streets than she did for me. I threatened to take her ass to court and she knew she was going to lose too. The moment I threatened to sue her ass, the next thing you know, DCFS came knocking on my door on reports that I had been beating my son. Quay had a bruise on his arm because he fell down the stairs in my apartment one day. The DCFS caseworker lady saw it and they began an investigation on me. My mama ran her mouth about how I was stripping. I wasn't taking Quay to speech therapy, wasn't doing this, doing that, etc. Next thing you know, her ass managed to convince a judge to give her temporary custody. So now, she's been keeping my son. I was only allowed to see him once a week. Truth be told, I hadn't been visiting him. It was just too depressing knowing my mama was doing all this to me. It was also depressing that my son couldn't speak and express his love to me. I always imagined I'd have a child who would tell me all day long they loved me. I never had anybody really say that to me, to be honest with you. You all right over there? Rebecca, one of the campaign volunteers, asked. I guess she saw me in a daze as I sat behind a computer silently. I took the headset off my head and exhaled. Yeah, I'll just think about life. What's wrong? Nothing. I was obviously lying. I could tell something's wrong, Rebecca said. She was much older than me, probably in her late 40s. She was medium brown with long curly hair that ran down to her shoulders. She kind of reminded me of a thicker Halle Berry. You sure everything is all right? Usually you would have been talking all day long. I'm just mad with my mom, that's all, I said. You want to talk about it? Let's go grab some coffee, she said. Okay, I said. We both stood up and made our way over to an area that had been converted to a makeshift break room. Rebecca and I walked over to a countertop. We made some coffee and then talked. So, what's up? Rebecca asked. My mom. She's trying to get full permanent custody over my son. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Are you going to fight it? I want to, but I just don't know where to start, to be honest with you. Like, I know I'm going to need to get a lawyer or something. Yes, you will. I don't know if I told you this, but I retired from a law firm. I used to be a paralegal. I know plenty of lawyers. I don't know if you know this either, but Pastor Wilson is a lawyer too. He is? He never told me that. Yes, a good one at that. Why do you think he has so much money and clout? You never heard of the law firm Wilson, Gates, and Associates? Nah, I replied with a raised brow. Girl, you must live under the rock. 
You do realize Pastor Wilson is a real deal. You should talk to him. Yeah, but he just seems so busy, I said. I actually hadn't seen him in over a week. Then I started to think, Jessica, I hadn't hit her up in some time either. I wonder if she was still messing with his ass. Speaking of which, since I had been volunteering down here, it was blowing me how much this man was so charming. He had his way with people. I couldn't lie. He was really smooth with it. I could see how Jessica got caught up with his ass. I wonder if he was fucking anyone else around here. Shit, who knew? But all I knew, this man was putting on a front big time. All I knew this man They left out the was. Okay. But all I knew was, this man was putting on a front big time. I wasn't going to run my mouth though, because unlike Kiara, I ain't no fucking snitch. Besides, it is what it is. All men fuck other women. Even pastors. Yeah, he might be busy, but pastor is very generous. He might be able to lend a helping hand. You should talk to him, really. I'll have to see. I'm sorry I'm dishing out all my problems to you, Rebecca. Girl, stop it. We're cool. You can talk to me about anything. I leaned in and gave Rebecca a hug. She was a nice lady, and I truly did enjoy our conversations when we volunteered together. We made our way back into what Pastor Wilson called the strategy room. The storefront we were in used to be a daycare, apparently. So far, there was about 15 us volunteers who made phone calls all day long. We had foldable tables that formed a massive U-shape. We all worked off laptops. I sat back down in my seat, opened up my laptop and put my headset back on. Just as I was about to start calling folks again, I saw Pastor Wilson saunter through the front door. My mouth dropped. This man wasn't dressed like he was ready to deliver a sermon, but deliver some dick. Pastor Wilson had on a tight-fitting short-sleeved black shirt that hugged his semi-muscular thick frame. Niggas' biceps were out and built, so I knew for sure he definitely hit the gym from time to time. Wow. He had on a pair of jeans. Some dress shoes were on his feet. They looked like some Bruno Maglis. Of course, he still had that Rolex on. Seemed like it got shinier, too. His thick Prada cologne wafted in the air. I couldn't lie. I was getting slightly turned off from the aroma. I loved the way cologne smelled. Girl, snap out of it. Ew. That was someone's granddaddy. Yeah, let me stop thinking such nastiness. Just ew. Good morning, everyone, he announced with a huge smile stretched across his broad face. Good morning, Pastor, a few replied nonchalantly. That's because most were still on phone calls. Pastor Wilson threw a stare at me and then made his way over to me. Hey there, Miss Spearman. Haven't seen you in some time. How's it been? You getting the hang of things? He asked. Yes, sir. This is easy work. Yeah, she's killing it, Pastor, Rebecca commented. She's one of the best volunteers here. She's a beast when it comes to calling up donors. Wow, that's good to hear. Yeah, monumental purpose, young lady. Thank you, I replied bashfully. Pastor Wilson, Miss Nishana didn't know you were an attorney as well. She might need some legal advice, Rebecca then said. Pastor Wilson paused for a moment, then glanced back down at me. What seems to be the issue? It's about my son. Let's talk in private if you don't mind. Okay, I replied. I got up and we both walked to an empty office in the far end of the storefront. Once we got inside the unfurnished office, Pastor closed the door. What seems to be the issue, he asked. Well, I'm going through it with my mama. She's trying to get full custody over my son. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, he said. What happened? It's a long story.
I love long stories. Let me hear it, and I'll see how I can help. Well, about a year ago, my son fell down the stairs to my apartment building. He had a bruise on his arm. Now, my mama and I had already been going through some issues because I let her borrow $1,000 from me so she can get a car. When she didn't want to pay me back and I threatened to sue her, that was when she called DCFS on me. Then, next thing you know, she told him about how I did this, did that, blah, blah. Did this and that like what? Like, said I hadn't been taken to therapy. That I stripped. Shit! I clutched my mouth, realizing that I had just dropped that nugget of info the pastor probably didn't know. I'm sorry, I apologized. It's okay, Nishana. I already know. You know what? That you used to be a dancer. I paused for a moment. I got nervous and gulped. How you know? I do my homework on everyone around here. Plus, I can't have no one ruining my campaign. So, you okay with me and my background? He chuckled and licked his lips. Of course. It's not like, I mean, you still dance, do you? I was silent for a moment. Then I said, no, I can't. My plea deal won't allow it. Okay, well, we all have a past. Silence entered the room. Pastor Wilson smiled and then said, So, it sounds like you need a lawyer. Yeah, I do. I can represent you pro bono. What that mean? I asked with a raised brow. I'll take on your case for free. Really? For free? Was he fucking with me? Who did shit for free? Nah, I knew this was going to come with strings attached. I could feel it. My stomach growled just thinking of what he was going to say next. Yes. Free. Then he paused. Well, not really. Nothing in life is free. I won't charge you a dime, but I do have a request though if I take on your case. And what's that? Butterflies filled my stomach. I knew what he was about to ask. He looked me up and down as he held his arms by his elbows. His eyes turned into a seductive, slatted gaze. He let out a slight chuckle and uttered, You already know what I want. Chapter 11 I stood there, silent. My breathing intensified. My heart felt like it was about to explode out of my chest. I, um, you want me to suck your dick? Suddenly, Pastor Wilson's mouth dropped. He frowned. Excuse me? What'd you say? I grabbed my mouth and quickly apologized. Oh, I'm so stupid, Pastor Wilson. I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't mean that. I just... Young lady, I was going to ask you if you could work with me full time. Pastor interjected with anger still laced in his tone. I'm a married man, faithfully married for 50 years. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't. I, um, it was just the way you said it and the look you gave me. Miss Spearman, Pastor growled as he rapidly shook his head. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the premises ASAP. I do not condone that type of behavior or any allusion to it at all. No, please. Pastor Wilson, I didn't mean that. Please, I really need this job. Ma'am, please, just leave. That was totally inappropriate. And I thought you may have learned your lesson to change your irresponsible ways. You have so much to learn about the real world. This is not the streets or the strip club. So, on that note, I'll have Pastor Wilkins inform your PO of the hours you completed thus far. Have a nice day and immediately see your way out, he said, then quickly stormed out of the office. I stood there perplexed. I couldn't believe I just did that stupid shit. Bitch, you are stupid.
stupid. Tears suddenly escaped my eyes. I ran out of the office and back to my desk. Rebecca saw me crying and asked, What's wrong? I didn't say anything. I just grabbed my shit and left. Fuck this place. Bitch, fuck him and that stupid ass church. <laughs> Girl, why the fuck would you just outright and say that silly shit? What the fuck was going through your head? Bitch, I don't know. It was just the way he asked it and said it. It was like he was trying to bait me. Like it was a setup question. As soon as I got fired from my volunteer position, I ran my mad ass back home. I was on the verge of just saying, fuck it. Let me do what I do best and go back to this whole shit. But I had to calm myself down. I had to keep my mind together. Otherwise, if I fucked around and made a stupid ass decision, I was going to head straight to prison. I had just called Jessica to tell her what the fuck happened and she thought this shit was funny. I didn't. My livelihood was on the line. Ugh. Bitch, of course he wasn't going to be like, yeah, come suck this dick. He's a pastor. A politician. Nigga has a law degree. He's smarter than that. He probably thought you were trying to set his ass up. Bitch, whatever. And this ain't funny. Yes, the fuck it is. I mean, I know you needed the money, but shit. See, your ass ain't got no type of social skills. You spend so much time in the club, you think all niggas think the same way. Besides, I thought I said he was my nigga. Why would that even cross your mind if he was going? What? Why would that even cross your mind if he was going? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was pressed against the fucking wall. I was vulnerable. I was thinking about all the shit my mama put me through and I needed real help. I felt like he baited me. Girl, you baited yourself. Fuck you. What? You know what? On that note, I'm going to let your ass chill because you want one. Jessica hung up the phone. I smacked my teeth and threw my phone off to the side. I was starting to not like her raggedy ass anymore either. That bitch was super fake and phony. Here she was trying to make me look like a stupid ass slut. Yet, when she was the one out there getting some old ass fake ass pastor. Quan, we gotta talk about this diction, fam. Here she was trying to make me look like a stupid ass slut. Yet, when she was the one out here letting some fake ass old ass pastor fuck her. Shouldn't be a win there. Yet she was the one out here letting some old ass fake ass pastor fuck her. Granted, I understood why she was doing what she was doing, but she showed no sympathy for the situation I was just in. It was like she thought this shit was a joke. This was my livelihood at the moment, and suddenly it was taken away from me all because of one big mistake that came out of my mouth. And then, ugh. I could only imagine what Pastor Kavan was going to tell Rashida, too. Ugh. I just dreaded a phone call from her ass. No, fuck that. Nah. I wasn't going to let that fuck nigga just fire me over a simple mistake. I knew now what I had to do. And I didn't give a fuck if I was going to lose Jessica as a friend permanently. She was too shady at times for me any damn way. Now, I know I told y'all I wasn't no damn snitch, but hey, guess what? Real bitches got to do what they got to do. Mm. Pastor Wilson was about to meet the real me. Not the nice... Miss Nashana Spearman. Nah, nigga. Your ass gonna meet Miss Nunu. Fuck nigga gonna realize my coins ain't for play play. Chapter 12. Yeah, just keep sucking that shit, you nasty little bitch, you. Pastor Wilson moaned on the video as Jessica went up and down on his dick. It was video he took and actually sent to her. Shit was amazing. 
All I could see was Jessica slobbering up and down his shaft. This bitch sucked his dick like she had a gun held to her head and her whole ass life was on the fucking line. Jessica's ass wasn't lying though. Pastor Wilson had a dick the size of a brick. Pastor Wilson had sent her the secret video through Snapchat thinking the shit was going to go away after a certain amount of time and she would never have access to it again. Nigga thought he was so smart and slick, even for a man in his 70s. But what his old stupid ass didn't realize was that you could use an app to download Snapchat videos before they expired. And her ass did exactly that. She downloaded the video and saved it to her iCloud. Like I said, yes, the bitch was smart. She was going to use the video as evidence in case some shit popped off between them. But here was where the stupid bitch messed up. She also sent the video to me. Guess it was her way of having backup in case something happened to her. She needed someone who she trusted to hold on to the video. So she sent it to me thinking she could trust me. But now that I was out of a fucking job and I knew I was going to get chewed out by that damn DA Rashida, I was going to use my copy of the video to expose Pastor Wilson's ass. Sorry, Jesse. Can't trust nobody in these streets, boo-boo. Pastor Wilson, a.k.a. Chicago's next mayor man of God, that was the stupid shit people used to say around the campaign office. Was going to have his entire life fucked up once I put this shit all over Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Tumblr. Fuck nigga ain't going to see it coming. Might even drive his ass into having a heart attack. But this is where he might have some saving grace. I was going to show the video to him, actually. See what he had to say about it. And then I was going to demand that he pay me $300,000 in cash. Why three hundred k? Shit, I don't know. It just sounded like a big-ass number. A big enough number for me to pay off my car note and pay my rent in full for the next two years. And then I could get a lawyer so I could get custody back over my son. Yep, this nigga was about to feel sorry for quickly letting me go. Nigga said he did his homework on me so he ain't know I was Chi-Town's number one finesser? Obviously not. I continued to watch the video as I shook my head watching this dude nut all over Jessica's face. This bitch looked straight stupid letting this old man do this to her. Granted, I didn't mind letting a nigga nut all over my face from time to time. I'd only do that for a nigga I was in love with. But Jessica? Her ass got a whole ass fiance and two kids. It was fucking pathetic the way she was letting this old ass nigga do all this to her just for some money while her nigga and kids thought she was just a legit hard working hustler. Bitch, you like that. You like that piss all over your face, you nasty bitch. Pastor Wilson groaned as he then sprayed pee-pee all over Jessica's face. Pee-pee? Pee-pee? I suddenly gasped and clutched my damn chest. Bitch, that shit was foul. Ew, no, bitch, you let this nigga piss on you? I groaned out loud. Ha-ha-ha, <laughs> this shit is gold. No pun intended. I exited out of the veed. I exited out of the video on my phone and then decided it was time to put this plan into action ASAP. I had no time to waste. I need to execute this shit ASAP before they call my PO and Rashida. I quickly threw an outfit back on and then made my way out the door into my car. Once I got into my car, I sped off to the church. Hey, Miss Deborah, Pastor Wilson in his office? I asked I approached the church receptionist. By now it was almost 2 p.m. Hey, Nishana. Haven't seen you in a while. How's it been? Good. I can't complain. You? My sister, I'm blessed. Cannot complain. I'm a 10-year breast cancer survivor. God has been very good to me. 
That's good to hear, I replied with a fake smile. Come on, bitch, where the nigga at? I thought as I wanted this bitch to hurry up. Well, let me dial Pastor Wilson to see where he at. Okay, I smiled again. Tell him it's urgent. Deborah dialed Pastor Wilson's office. Hey, Pastor Wilson, Miss Spearman's here to see you. She said it's urgent. Deborah's face turned flat. She muzzled the bottom of the phone and tightened her lips. So, Pastor Wilson wants to know the exact reason why you need to see him. He's pretty busy, he said. Tell him it's about my pay. Deborah unglued her hand from the bottom end of the phone and replied, She said it's about her pay, Pastor. They talked for a few more seconds and then she hung up the phone. He said you could see him. Thanks. I made my way down the hallway of the church's administration wing. Pastor Wilson's office was on the very far end. I got to the door and knocked three times. Come in, I heard Pastor Wilson say in a low and cautioned tone. I walked in, my body slightly trembling with fear, but I quickly killed that nervous shit. I was about to be bold as fuck. Hey, Pastor Wilson, I said as I approached his massive oak office desk. Guess he had been reading over some scripture when I interrupted him because he had this big-ass Bible open in front of him. He glanced up at me and took off his reading glasses. He closed the big-ass white Bible and then uttered, Miss Spearman, I thought I told you that you weren't welcome back here. Pastor Wilson, I made a simple mistake, that's all, I said now standing in front of him. I rapidly tapped my foot against the floor. Oh, really? In all honesty, it seemed like you were trying to set me up. I'm a man of God and a man of the people. You worked with us long enough to know what's at stake for my election. Why would you even say something like that? I can't trust someone like you to be around us and in our church, he said as he sat from behind his desk. His office was unreal, though. I thought Pastor Kavan's office was nice, but Pastor Wilson's office was immaculate. For a hot second, my hoe ass thought I was at the inside of a castle in France or some shit. Like, I was about to expose the fucking king of England. This nigga had this place decked the fuck out like Martha Stewart's old white ass personally designed this place. A massive chandelier glistened from the center of the ceiling, illuminating the entire office space. Dark mahogany crown molding ran across the walls. There was a separate den-like area where three long leather black couches formed a U around a coffee table. A big-ass high-def TV attached to one of the adjacent walls glowed in a dimly lit room. Some news on CNN lowly blared. Truth be told, the office was big enough to be a business in itself. Soon as I walked in, I saw a small kitchenette, a conference room, and even another separate office. Shit, a bitch could live up in here if they wanted to. Wouldn't surprise me if the nigga also had a secret bedroom up in here too. It was just a mistake, sir, and you know that. But I think you just messed with me because I know the truth. Truth about what? He asked with a raised brow. Now I can see how I piqued this fuck nigga's interest. You remember how you said you did your homework on homework on me? Yeah. Well, I did my homework on you. I pulled out my cell phone from my purse. I already had the video loaded, ready to play. You've been fucking my girl Jessica. Excuse me? He said with a gulp and then pursed his long lips. What are you talking about? He asked. He emerged from his seat and strolled up to me. His eyes turned to slits. I played the video. Chapter 13. 
Yeah, keep sucking that shit, you nasty little bitch, you. Yeah, wrap that tongue around that head. Ugh, ugh. Now work on them balls. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Careful, though. Damn, you can suck a dick, girl. Enough. Pastor Wilson growled as he suddenly yanked me by my shirt collar and pulled me into him. Where the fuck you get that video from, bitch? His grip got tighter, and now I could feel his hot breath blazing onto my face and neck. Let me go, I yelled and suddenly tried to fight him off me. Get your fucking hands off me, nigga. I tried to get away from his ass. Don't run. Get back here, he yelled and yanked back into him. What? Yanked back into him, but this harder. Don't run. Get back here, he yelled and yanked back into him, but this harder. Okay. I don't even know how to decipher that one. Felt like the nigga was about to beat my ass. But I was not about to let this senior citizen put his fucking hands on me. Oh no, this nigga got me fucked up. He got the right one today. Now keep your goddamn mouth shut, he said, quickly looking around. Now don't fuck with me. Where'd you get this video? Oh, why you want me to be quiet? Because you don't want no one to know your dirt, you lying ass motherfucker, fake ass Christian. I knew you was a fake from the day my eyes laid on your pimp daddy preacher ass. Pastor froze and didn't say anything for a moment. So, she sent you this video. How'd you even get this? Don't mess with me, he asked in a heavy, threatening growl. Uh-huh. Now it's all coming out, huh? I exclaimed with a big smile on my face. I just knew I had this nigga now. Clown ass. Please, just answer the question. You sent it to her through Snapchat and your old ass thought the video would just disappear after a certain amount of time. You didn't think you could actually use another app to download the video, huh? God fucking damn it, he roared. Suddenly, he let me go and ran towards his office door. He locked it and then ran back up to me. So what do you want? He threw his hands up in the air and said, Fine, you can have your little raggedy ass volunteer position back. You want a raise too? Fuck nigga shivered with fear. His hands were on his waist. He kept a menacing gawk locked onto me. I laughed out loud. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck that job. Nigga, you gonna pay me fucking big time. Nigga, I want 300 thou. Pastor face scrunched into disgust. He looked me up and down. Bitch, you crazy as hell as you think I'm finna pay your nasty hoe ass $300,000. Are you high? Where in the hell you think I'm gonna get that kind of money from? Your campaign, nigga. I know you got it. Why people stay giving you their money? Pastor lowered and shook his head. You mean Gloward? Like what? You nasty little devilish bitch, you. I oughta. Oughta what? He froze and kept staring at me. His eyes by now were bloodshot red. I stared right back at his ass. But the more I looked into his eyes, the more I realized they were yellowish looking. Damn, this nigga looked like an alcoholic. So, what do you plan on doing with the video? He asked in a low, deep voice. I assume you're going to try to expose me now, huh? Try and ruin my life? You young bitches, I swear. Should have never messed with that gutter snipe. Yep, I'm finna put your ass on blast, fuck nigga. But you can avoid all that if you just run me my shit. Then I'll be out your life. Oh, and also, you can make sure I get all my community service hours too. 300,000, huh? Where'd you get that number from? I shrugged my shoulders. A good lawyer gonna be expensive, right? And I can't dance no more. Can't sell pussy either. I'll handle that. Pastor snickered. That is the lawyer part. Hmm. Yeah, your old ass can't handle this little pussy old nigga. That was what I should have said. 
I thought for a second. Okay, but I still want 300000 That's it. No, he protested. See, yo young ass too unrealistic. 300000 is a lot. How about 150000 and I'll give you a condo? You won't have to pay anything on it. Nah. Why the fuck not? Like, you talking about you going to use the money and pay your rent for two years. He's getting you a fucking condo. Take the 150. Bitch, look, I'm trying to work with your ass. 150000 in cash. You're not even thinking. If I just gave you such a large sum of money up front, I'm going to have to explain it to the IRS. I'll get in trouble, and so will you, silly asshole. Remember, you don't have shit. I do. I'm an attorney. I know the law. I am the law. And I got people in high places. Just take my offer. Trust me, little girl. My mouth dropped. I didn't know what else to say. Honestly, I was kind of bullshitting about the 300000 Shit, just 20000 and maybe that Rolex on his wrist will be fine. But this nigga was still talking mad bread. I ain't stupid. I'm about to take his offer. Okay, fine then. 150000 Can I get that in writing? How will I know you don't have any other versions of this video? Oh, trust me. My word is my bond. I ain't no fucking snitch if you riding with me. Is you riding? The pastor's face twisted into confusion for a second. Sure, I guess. The pastor's eyes grew redder in terror. This nigga looked mortified. Okay, cool. So when can I get my funds? I need my shit ASAP. Pronto, pastor. I stuck my right hand out and rolled my neck. Let's get this over with ASAP. I'm going to text you a place to meet up at. Okay. What's your number? He asked. He pulled out his cell phone from his pocket. 773-985-7854. I quickly replied. I want this shit in writing too, I said. Oh, trust me. It'll be in writing. Bet. Just before I was about to run out the door, I lunged up on him and pecked a kiss on his cheek. You smell good, by the way. His eyes widened in surprise. Toodles. See you later. I said as I took off out of his office. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Lee Review on uh, Spotify. Lee Review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast. Copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Um, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. All proceeds go towards buying books for this show and movies for hindsight. Um... Yeah. Thank y'all so much for checking me out. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.